0: I'm I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3.
1: Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week, for a kind of weird dive uh, to get us out of Chambara, uh, we also have kind of... <laughs> a, 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 Marty sounds a little bit different, you might notice, this week. I uh, sound we're taking exactly a look this the week. same. We're taking a look at Duel to the Death from 1983, and directed by Tony Ching-Sutong, which we've talked about before on the podcast a little bit with the Chinese ghost story and a few other things
2: yeah very notable uh director and action choreographer and um this is actually his first um the this is his directorial debut and um yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into this in a little bit but um before we do that i wanted to talk a little bit about the chambara films and kind of uh i don't know like kind of like a closing notes on this kind of little adventure that we've been going through. Uh so uh what do you also, guys think about that?
3: I,
1: I I'm I am okay with that. Marty's okay. He just needed to take a week off. Um yeah <laughs> you know, actually it's really good. I figure <laughs> I figure I should just say that before people like, um wait a minute. <laughs> right.
3: Marty or, grab
0: or what if everyone was like, yeah no it sounds normal. I don't know what they're talking about. Why are they why do they keep drawing
2: attention to this? <laughs> um yeah, Marty grabbed his sword and uh, started walking on his own path, and <laughs> we'll see him again someday, yeah. covered in blood or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's say if this movie is anything to go off of, then we will not see him again. <laughs> oh yeah, very true. Very. He's true. on a cliffside somewhere. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So yeah, we we were covering all these films, and uh, you know, I I feel like we we had a lot of fun covering these Chambara films. But um, I I feel like we didn't really dig into, like, the history and everything. So I, 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 I wrote a little bit about, uh, I guess, Japanese cinema and how it reflected through the films that we were covering. So, like, the films that we talked about this are a slice, quote, <laughs> a slice of the,
3: yeah, the genre. Got them. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. So um, Zatoichi was in 1962, and it arrived almost a decade after, like this exponential growth in cinema in japan so post-world war ii there's like this golden age of japanese cinema and i think the 50s are really kind of like the peak of that and kind of i don't know it's kind of a cool like cultural growth after you know this trauma of the war so akira kurosawa who we didn't cover but we definitely talked a bit about and we mentioned uh, Yojimbo we covered that a lot earlier on the podcast he started the decade out in 1950 with Rashomon and that's a film that I love and I I know that you love it Matthew and uh, I could see us talking about that uh, at some point but uh, then he really solidified his place uh, with Seven Samurai which is another film that I could see us talking about That'll probably be, like, a very long episode, I'm thinking, <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that could um,
1: almost, I feel like that could almost be, like, a, a mini-arc, like, a two-parter talking about Seven Samurai. right. Sure, yeah. That movie's amazing, but it's also, like, three and a half hours. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and that same year, 1954, uh, Godzilla was born. So uh, it's cool to see how all of these different ventures were created in this time. And also... In the same year, there's uh, the first entry in the Samurai Trilogy, a film, uh, series that I really liked. And it's a story of Musashi Miyamoto starring Toshiro Mifune. And um, it's funny, I actually kind of reconnect. I, I There's a friend that I had been keeping in touch with. But we really reconnected during this arc of films because he's a huge fan of Japanese cinema and he was really pushing me to watch stuff and there was stuff that I had on my list that I've always wanted to watch and I had a really fun time going back and forth with him. So, John, I'm talking to you right now. Thank you very much. This was a blast and the the Chambara arc that we've covered meant a lot more to me because of that. So, I really appreciate that. Um, But by the time that... Is that that Bernicus. No, different John. Different John, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, By the time Zatoichi was released, uh, the Japanese new wave was gaining strength. So this is like new movement in Japanese film. Directors were challenging themselves and their viewers, reflecting a change in culture and radical growth post-World War II. So a lot of the themes that we talked about can be related to this shift. So we talked about, um, you know, the violence and the kind of exploitation and lady snowblood and uh lone Wolf and cub there was also in the 70s this downward turn in the film industry and i think that that kind of extreme like like content was something that they were intentionally putting in these films to really draw people out from uh just sitting at home and watching tv because television was really kind of taking the cinema industry like it was kind of more common for people like you know we were we're used to having tvs right mm-hmm. <laughs> but back then it was like oh but now we have tvs now we don't have to go to the movies <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> wild to think about that so um the next time that well, we look
1: why well, look at something that's you know hundreds of inches across and in this giant room when i can watch this thing that's you know five inches across <laughs> and- yeah and black and white
2: so I I thought that was kind of an interesting thing and just a little bit some small thoughts that I had uh during this whole arc that I wanted to kind of solidify as we move away from it. And I think the next time definitely we're going to talk about Chambara again cuz it was super fun. And the next time that I we cover films, I'd like to check out like earlier works cuz like there were some films that are like going way back to like the 20s and stuff and actually like Japanese cinema uh, I think we talked in the Bollywood art, or when we talked about Bollywood film. I talked about like the Lumiere brothers and how the origins of like film itself kind of relate to Bollywood, and it's kind of the similar thing in Japan too. But um, yeah, there's like this f- film series, like four. It's called Ronin Guy, and there are four like mm-hmm. uh, samurai shorts. And uh, some of it's been lost, but some of it still exists. And when you see like the footage of it, it looks pretty cool and pretty dramatic in certain points. But I like to cover like older stuff because there's so much and also mm-hmm. like some some modern stuff, too, because um, I I took the time to check out some films that I've been meaning to for a while during this that we didn't talk about in the podcast. But like um, there's a Samurai Trilogy, a newer it's it's unrelated to the one that I mentioned before, but there. are uh, Tasogare Seibe is a film that stars uh, Hiroyuki Sanada I like that movie a lot and uh, The Hidden Blade and actually um, just this past year it's a Korean film but it's it's in a similar way it's called The Swordsman I thought that movie was really cool it's kind of like uh, I don't know like Taken <laughs> but like samurai <laughs> movie version of that <laughs> that was really cool but uh, yeah so I just wanted to say that a little bit, but I also have a dumb thing, and I wanted to do this before we started talking about Duel to the Death. So I made a little Chambara quiz. <laughs> oh boy! So are you ready for some uh, some dumb stuff? Uh, probably You'd not, die. but absolutely. Always. I like I like that you're here, Alex, too, because it's like kind of like. I was thinking, like, I could get really detailed into this stuff because I know you weren't on the podcast for this, <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of, I kind of straddled the line between the stuff that we covered and then just the genre itself. So, um, for I've the got...
0: record, for the record, I have seen a lot of these movies, just not in a very long time. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's cool. Yeah. Um. So the first question I have is, where is the nearest Masamune blade? Can you guess? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nearest to like us, yes. Or, like in physical space, yes.
2: <laughs> um,
0: what?
1: What if? Because like, we live. Make far a difference. Apart. Especially, does it make a difference if you're in Atlanta, New York City, or Milwaukee?
2: I don't think so. No, it, oh. acu- it, it actually does not. Okay. Uh, if yeah, um, I have the answer. What, St. But...
1: Louis is that like perfectly in the middle between the three?
3: <laughs>
2: oh my god! Okay, so. The Wait, neer- is that actually it? The nearest Masamune Blade is in Independence, Missouri.
1: Okay, I was close.
3: <laughs> you were <laughs>
2: close. <laughs> it's, at, it's at the Harry S. Truman Library and Museum. So, um, huh. <laughs> I guess you could say Harry Truman's reward for blowing up <laughs> Hiroshima and <laughs> Nagasaki yeah. was getting a, oh, uh, Masamune, getting a, a an actual cool Masamune Blade. Yeah, which is something, yeah, you think about, I mean, I know we play a lot of video games and Masamune is always like a term that you'll hear, but Gorō Masamune was a true swordsmith and legendary Mm -hmm. because of the swords that he made. And it's kind of wild to think that there are only like I I think there are under ten of these Masamune actual Masamune blades, and one of them is in Missouri (laughs) within driving distance (laughs) if you really wanted to.
0: I'm shocked they cut Harry Truman out of Samurai Showdown.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually. There's an Uh (laughs) Alexander Hamilton. uh, Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wait, really? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me look this
1: up. Oh, boy. Some (laughs) live Googling. Wouldn't wouldn't
0: Alexander Hamilton be a terrible fighting game character? Because didn't he lose in a duel? Isn't that how he died? uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, who is it? There's there's an American.
1: What's that Burr DLC? Oh, yeah, yeah. OP, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's my favorite line from a lonely island song is you can
0: call oh, okay. it Aaron Burr yeah. by the way we're dropping hamiltons <laughs> i think that one actually did help me in history class
3: I'm not yeah, but pre pre
1: pre limo miranda <laughs> yeah musical. yeah yeah so uh, Alexander Hamilton and Samurai Showdown. It's no, it's Harry it, Truman it, and Harry yeah. Truman. That <laughs> yeah, was he, he he
2: studied the blade. Yeah, no, it, there's a character in Samurai Showdown Six called Andrew that's like Andrew <laughs> Jackson. Oh, <laughs> it's like <okay. laughs> it's like it be shown in Andrew Jackson that fights oh. with a bayonet, <laughs> and it like the stage is like in front of the White House. Well, he did
0: a lot of murder, so I guess if you were going to choose any U.S. president to um,
1: to have a a fighting game. That is a very bichy Andrew Jackson.
2: Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Um, Oh, is there a photo?
1: Oh, my God. Isn't that fun? (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: That is... All right. Anyway. So,
2: question (laughs) number two. Oh, boy. Uh, the Shogun Assassin is not for children, yet Ogami Ito and his son did have an inspirational cameo in a cartoon. Can you name it?
1: Uh, is it an American cartoon? Do you want Bob's me to answer burgers? that? <laughs> there, there is. I was thinking there is that Hawk and Chick and yeah. Bob's Burgers, but
2: true, um,
1: true. For for a hint, is is it like an anime or is it like an American? It's an American cartoon. cartoon? Okay. Um, is it recent? Mm. <laughs> I guess I say.
3: Oh. Uh, past,
1: past 20 years. Yeah, or past, or like an old. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say The Simpsons. That's a nice general.
0: You got um, one, Alex? Uh, I'm gonna go Family Guy. It's Dark it's Simpsons.
2: Actual, it's Samurai Jack. Oh, mm. duh.
1: <laughs> God a, damn it. That makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah. That, that makes that sense. That does make Samurai sense.
1: Jack. I haven't watched Samurai Jack in ages. I never There's watched a, that, actually.
2: Oh, there's, like, oh, a so flashback funny. scene where um, uh, Samurai Jack's, like, a little kid, and he encounters, like, Ogami Ito. Basically, it's, like, the same thing. The same cart. and. Uh, oh, very cool. And he, like, sees an encounter between him and some dudes on a bridge, and you could almost, it's, like, the inspiration for him to become a samurai. Oh, that's oh, really cool. I'm, I'm actually surprised, Alex, that you haven't seen Samurai Jack
0: me too honestly
2: <laughs> nice I, I oh, yeah, kind of no, picked that thinking like oh yeah Alex might know <laughs> Nice.
0: no I uh, No, nope. Hawk and Chick from Bob's it. Burgers is the best
2: I can pull
3: <laughs>
2: nice okay so uh, question number three uh, <laughs> name the real Zatoichi title <laughs> so I'm gonna save oh. four titles <laughs> and you guys are gonna have to pick oh, my God. Okay. the real one you ready so, so here, so wait.
0: So it's it's three fakes and one's real. That's right. Okay. Awesome.
2: <laughs> All right. So uh, here we go. Zatoichi's great painting. Zatoichi challenged. Zatoichi gets his driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> or Zatoichi meets Mister Magoo.
1: <laughs> I wish it was the last one. Yeah. But
2: what was the, what was the first one again? The first one is Zatoichi's great painting.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna say the first one's the real one.
1: Okay. I guess I'll say Zatoichi challenged.
2: It's Zatoichi challenged.
1: Damn it. Alright. <laughs> and was <laughs> gonna say it'd be pretty wild if Zatoichi painted anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. that's that's
0: why I thought it was the right one because it was so yeah. ridiculous that but it wasn't yeah. like over the top ridiculous. And maybe he was protecting mm-hmm. a painting.
2: Yep. Could be.
3: <laughs> maybe he's uh,
2: <laughs> right. Satoichi Challenged is actually the film that inspired the Rutger Hauer film Blind Fury. Oh, cool. <laughs> that, yeah, that we talked about. So, yeah, yeah. I, I threw that one in there for you. All right, question number four. The chonmage was the samurai's hairstyle of choice. The top of the head is shaved and the sides are oiled and fashioned into a top knot. Can you guess why this style was chosen?
1: Ooh. I actually know this one because because a friend of mine watched Seven Samurai and said, hey, do you know why it is that like everyone has the shaved head like only on the top or whatever? And isn't it because it made their helmets fit better?
2: Yeah, it's actually utility. So, um, yeah, one, uh, I guess the uh, having a full head of hair created kind of a sweaty situation when you would wear (laughs) your samurai helmet Mm. and two. Yeah, it, it, it helped. the the helmet fit on better. So, damn, Matthew, killing it. (laughs) And we didn't talk about that too much in Zatoichi, but Zatoichi has that kind of very modern-looking buzz cut in the series. Mm -hmm. That's actually kind of a a clue to how low his class is, too. So he doesn't have the very uh, more welcomed, more kind of high-class chonmage Mm. hairstyle that you would see a samurai wear.
0: Well, that's cool.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, how much money could I pay you guys to wear your hair in the chonmage? <laughs>
1: there, there is a number, but it's pretty high. Yeah, I don't come cheap, buddy. <laughs> nice.
2: Fair, fair, fair.
1: All right. Uh, I never <laughs> shave my head. People always ask if I'd ever shave my head. I have a really weird big head. <laughs> people, I don't people think people just understand ask. just how big my head. It's not all hair. It's just it's a large head. Nice. <laughs> wow.
2: Damn. Nice self owned Matthew
1: yeah no nah, it's 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 it really doesn't come up except for if i ever wanna wear a hat then it's then it's front and center
2: <laughs> okay question number 5 this is the last question oh come name, on all right all right all right here we go here name the song that sampled shogun assassin
1: Wait, so when I can, you buy
0: when you say Is s- it by the
1: Wu-Tang Clan?
0: Is it a sample of the dialogue or is it a sample of the soundtrack? It's a sample
2: of the dialogue. Yes, you're correct. Uh. And Matthew is very close as well.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh. I won't be able to get it. I won't be able to give the name of it. I was just I can give it to you guys if if any if anyone samples. Do you know what the line ba- bad you know, dubs, what's the then? line?
2: Oh, it's it's Daigoros kind of Preamble: the 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 kids narration at the beginning. I, I think it's including the the line that uh, only the like only the Shogun was afraid of him, and maybe oh that was part of the problem. That's my paraphrasing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, just tell me. It is Jizza featuring Rizza, the title track "Liquid Swords."
0: Fuck. Liquid- Oh, sorry. i
1: sorry.
3: <laughs> that was worthy. That was no. That was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I swear we're not. We're fast and loose with it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wasn't scared of the shogun, but the shogun was scared of him. Maybe that was the problem.
0: Yep. I should have nice. got that. I should have got that.
3: Oh
0: man! Oh, I didn't get any nice, of those. Yeah, <laughs> that was fine. awesome, man
2: yeah cool glad you guys liked it so that was kind of our, i guess our farewell to chambara this time and now we're we're leaping into the world of wuxia oh boy <laughs> so yeah i mean and Wusha is something that i mean we've covered now and then on the podcast we've i mean obviously we've done crouching Tiger, hidden dragon and mm-hmm. we did lord of the wu-tang and Wusha kind of has a super long Kung history master yeah, yeah, Lord of the Wu Tang, right? I I still that's, call that's, that, it, that's, okay. That's
1: that's what that's that's what it was called.
2: Uh, right. Yeah, because that was my VHS tape that I had, so mm-hmm. I always call it that. So, um, yeah, and Wuja has like this like two thousand year history, <laughs> um, kind of, I guess, kind of similarly to Chambara, where um, Chambara like and Samurai film, Jidai Geki, these films kind of transitioned into film from like the Kub- kabuki theater you know and wuxia in a similar way kind of was like written stories that kind of led to kind of uh you know chinese opera that led into uh serialized material and films and um duel to the death is a very extreme version of <laughs> <laughs> of wuxia like chinsu yeah. Tung, i feel like he's like this is my first movie. I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> this is yeah. what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a film that's a very very basic premise, and it's just gonna go super wild with it. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's 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 something else. And I th- it's fucking nuts. I, yeah, man. <laughs> it is. It is
1: in like we've seen some insane movies on here, but I. Usually, uh, a crazy movie watching here will get like one or two me audibly going "whoa," yeah. But this ha- that happened like three or four times. Yeah, while I was watching this where I was like, "I can't believe that's happening right now."
0: Yeah. I did so much laughing and clapping my hands, you would not believe it. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, like
1: a like a circus seal. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and the <laughs> thing. <laughs>
2: The thing I always like to mention is that this film is from 1983. So when you watch it, I, I it honestly is prescient. Like it yeah. looks like the films that you would see a decade later.
1: Yeah, it I was looks gonna say, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it looks a lot like uh, kind of Connected to, I guess, uh, tangentially connected to Choi Hark, it looks kind of like the Once Upon a Time in China and like the the big 90s kind of revitalization of that stuff.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, uh, Chin Su and Choi Hark would have kind of a very close <laughs> history together, you know? Yeah. Um, Chinese ghost stories are a big mm. part thanks to Choi Hark's involvement. And, mm. um, over the years, like I said, uh, uh chinin Tung, if he wasn't directing, he was doing action choreography, and so many films had his touch on it and he really he really formed basically like what we know is like modern action you know he's he's awesome um and even with this film he'd had he already did like a bunch so i i mean I don't know okay he did. Future Cops. (laughs) We we talked to him. I want to see that one so bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. That is is also nuts. Yep. Um, He did the action for A Better Tomorrow too, The Killer. So, you know, you've got this gun action. Um, He did a lot of work, actually, funnily enough, with with, like Stephen Chow. So like Love on Delivery, Royal Tramp, Shaolin Soccer. Um, And then um, post- like crouching tiger hidden dragon he did uh here the action for hero house of flying daggers um oh, cool yeah he's he, he's awesome and i mean i we've we've talked about him a little bit here and there but really like duel to the death what what a debut yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: well i guess we should dive into talking about the movie itself but first let's take a look at the back of the vhs Swords ring out, sending a shock above the crashing waves below. Two men fated to fight, a decades-long tradition to determine who is the true lord of the sword. Ching Wan, a Buddhist warrior, is known as China's greatest swordsman. Hashimoto Kata of Ryosin has made his way from Japan to face him, his blade sharpened and ready. However, from the shadows emerge a force that threatens tradition and the battle itself. Shinsu Tung makes his directorial debut as he sin stars Damien Lau and Norman Shinsu Kung soaring through the air. No one will leave unscathed in duel to the death. At some point in the future, we'll definitely do a, an arc on ninja ninja movies. But this, we got, some, we got some good ninjas in this, despite this not being a Japanese movie. <laughs> yeah. Some good ninjas.
2: That is one of the things that I really enjoy about this movie. And. Honestly, kind of feels like something like Five Elements Ninja. This Hong Kong Chinese culture reflecting on the the tropes mm. of Japanese culture. Yeah. There are no Japanese people in this film. <laughs> None <Nope>. of nobody. <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> but it's 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 always awesome to see like those tropes. Like you get more ninja tropes than samurai tropes in this film. But um, honestly. These are things that you think about, and for me, I think about these like from video games and um, cartoons. But I can't think of too many films that represent ninja in these extreme ways. Like we've got ninjas flying in the air through on kites (laughs) and stuff, like so cool, (laughs) really fun. But yeah, uh, this straight out of the imagination of Robert Hamburger. (laughs) <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> um yeah and we haven't talked about like any like godfrey ho like all of these goofy movies either but this sits right in line like with a lot of those ridiculous films
1: we also get to meet our our hero for the movie uh ching Wan, and he gets to do some so we get to see some wild stuff not too long after we start to uh start the movie with him like he's he's meeting with this this like Shaolin master and flies backwards <laughs> through a wall to, to fight off the ninjas.
2: Yeah, he's like peace out, I want to fight these guys and like all right, we yeah. can't stop you and he just like yeah, darts out of the uh the this- wa- the wiring. This genuinely
1: ringing. might be the most gif movie we've done in a very long time. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Because there's yeah. so many things that are like really cool, and you only need to see like three seconds of it to to kind of get the full effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We
0: got. I got like five minutes into this movie, and I was immediately like, "What did What did I sign up for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the most bonkers thing I've ever seen." Yeah. And that was like an hour before the ninjas combined into one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait.
1: <laughs> well, what the ninjas do here is they they suicide bomb because <laughs> they the whole they're like breaking into this monastery to like to copy something onto a sc- onto a scroll, and then they bury it into the sand and then immediately like start <laughs> sitting themselves on like these fuses and diving onto people. <laughs> and there's this there's this cut where like it's very clearly a bunch of dummies yeah. and the kids <laughs> getting blown up. But I yeah, have it's like five times. Oh, it's so good. It rocks, yeah.
2: dude. Really fun. Really fun.
1: But the the plot of this of the movie itself really isn't that complicated. It's like, oh, there's this, you know, Ongoing challenge between the the best fighter of China and the best fighter of Japan, and they have to come, and it's a duel to the death. Yeah, it's uh, they they
2: literally say it's a duel they to the death. Say yeah, sure,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did not yeah. lie to you with that title. Yeah.
3: We're warrior monks. A duel is the only way to get their respect. It will be a duel to the death.
1: <laughs> and the actually, that's a good time to bring up the duh. Oh, what um, what was the. DVD was like was this a Dragon Dynasty or
2: no? So this is a American release a, a 20th Century Fox uh, release. Okay, so it's pretty oh, okay. Yeah, pretty bare it. bones. Um, I forget when the DVD released, and I actually was trying to place when this dub would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because created...
1: that's what I was gonna say. Is it because it sounds like it's from like the late 90s, like mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. same era as as like some of the Jackie Chan stuff, and it's got
2: I... like some of the voices. It's got like a foot on each side because mm-hmm. some of the voices sound like the old school dubbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you you also get some that sound like kind of very anime sounding
0: dubs. Mm-hmm. One yeah. one mm-hmm. guy sounded almost exactly like Colonel Campbell from Metal Gear Solid, but I couldn't <laughs> oh. find any evidence that it was actually him because I couldn't find the actual like dub credits. Although, yeah. would, would those even be the actual names of those people? True.
2: <laughs> Who knows.
1: Snake, don't forget this is a covert operation. There are lots of bad guys and only one of you. If you're spotted, you'll be surrounded before you know it. They do say there's a black sheep in every family. We have them in my country, too. They say whatever they want, regardless of others.
2: But, I mean, yeah, I know that he's done a handful of uh, voice roles, so you you might be right.
1: Yeah, it's totally possible, and if it's like 90s... 90s dubbing and mm-hmm. not getting credited that would totally make sense. Yeah.
2: I do really like the the setup though. Damien Lau plays Ching Wan our 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 hero and he's like the greatest swordsman. They call him Lord of the Sword uh, through the film, <laughs> which is awesome. And uh he's uh what we see following our opening titles is uh we have this monk that arrives at Shaolin Temple and uh he's he's just rude. dude's dude's a straight up hater he's like oh chinese martial arts are nothing japanese martial arts are the best and um you uh yeah you realize that japan has their own fighter that's set to fight our our lead here and uh this monk is um yeah eddie Hung plays kenji this monk and uh as the film progresses you're gonna find out more about his motivations and um norman chu plays hashimoto who is our our japanese chosen samurai that's a uh we'll see shortly after this scene and um he's great he's always been really good um actually mm-hmm. alex uh he's in 36 chambers shaolin an episode that you were on with uh with oh. us yeah he he huh. plays that's one of yeah ago yeah da's students in that film but he's got a huge career in hong kong and actually we see him in some uh like the gun action films that we were talking about. I think he was in, let's see, what would be the last film we would have seen him in? Maybe one of the lucky stars films. Um, Actually. I um, mean,
1: that's a, that's a safe guess. I yeah. Feel
2: like. Right. But yeah, he's great in this. And actually I never really got a sense of um, his stature, but in this film, you can
1: kind of tell that he's kind of a lot taller than everybody else on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the way that we're introduced to him is is he's, like, he sees all these kids, like, k- kind of training, kind of just messing around with, like, Kendo sticks just yeah, each other. It kind
2: of seems like they're um, running a drill, but they're just kind of yeah, goofy. Kind of going.
1: And it's funny. Like, a lot of stuff in this movie, obviously, we're not into the, the post, like, is there an actual name for whenever Hong Kong and China were like officially one country again in the 90s uh, I feel like there's a name for it I can't remember it's, it's not like, reunification but something like I that
0: I was going to guess reunification
1: okay well maybe it is and I'm just they
2: just <laughs> usually say handover
1: oh handover, handover. Yeah, that's I the th- word th- I was yeah, looking for yeah, oh, yeah.
2: I thought you were maybe looking for some fancy term that I didn't know no, about <laughs> the,
1: the hand- handover no, that's is what not, I that for. sounds right nice <laughs> um I, but obviously this isn't like the post handover where it's like very very Chinese nationalism but you do see a little bit of it's almost not as much Chinese nationalism as just like <laughs> look at these Japanese yeah, anti Japanese
0: sentiment <laughs> yeah
1: they lay that and on it's like oh pretty no thick. they they got their <laughs> Their their stuff's cool. That's kind of what the the whole movie is like. See, they got some cool stuff, but also like, what are they even doing? Come on. <laughs> There's
0: that scene where they're all just getting like hammered at that party. Yeah. That's like... <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also love I, I uh, um in the original audio, it, it's funny because I was like, I wonder if they're speaking Japanese. They're not. No. But but but. They'll still say like hi and, and stuff like that, like the, the very, the very basic. So I was like, okay, cool. It's like, it's like what you do in American movies where it's like the Russian guy will say like net and stuff. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But everything else is English.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I also um, wrote down that there's this, there's the scene where, um, They're like talking about the Japanese like code, and it's all just like Cobra Kai's like strike first, strike (laughs) hard, no mercy.
2: Yeah, it's it's totally just yeah. So
0: that like brutalize your opponent as soon as possible or whatever. mm
2: -hmm. Yep, that's what I was gonna get into. Is that everything's very surface level (laughs) with -hmm. this movie? And I mean, I feel like if it was any other director this movie would be so kind of like meaningless kind of like very forgettable but i feel like chinsu Tung like having this like action chops and having this crazy action support this pretty basic premise really takes this movie to the next level
3: mm-hmm. and
2: but i mean i i do i do enjoy these very broad like villains and stuff like and we get really stupid like characters too like I think uh, shortly after this, uh, <laughs> we see uh, King Wan's master.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> it was great. He's like this kind of like the hermit kind of trope, but yeah. I I like he's got this little uh, parrot dragon, and uh. it's almost like an Iago situation before Iago because like yeah, the the parrot has agency. He's like answering questions. Yeah, and stuff. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like speaking and stuff
2: yep but before Good that actor yeah i, I did want to mention the short uh i mean because we talked a little bit about, about hashimoto you do get a sense that he's very driven and he wants to be the best but there's also the honor that he talks about and they don't go too far into it but it's kind of like a very basic characteristic that he carries out through the film and then there's this scene that alex you were talking about where they're celebrating and they're having sake and stuff mm-hmm. and um he has a short moment where he's speaking with his master and uh, then he goes to leave and uh, he gets <laughs> ambushed by this kind of kabuki looking warrior and this yeah. this short uh, interaction is super awesome and there's some kind of wild like almost magic going on like uh, mm-hmm. he's flipping and teleporting and it ends kind of in a more Chambara way where it's like not a lot of involved choreography and then once he kills this assailant he realized that that was his master so that's when you get Mm -hmm. the cobra kai (laughs) chant which is really great
3: recite the code to me say it now yes fight to win never be afraid be ruthless be merciless be resourceful
1: kill anyone who gets in your way your own brother even God himself. Show no pity. The strong will survive. The weak deserve death.
2: Kill anyone like who the, gets in, the, in the... your way. <laughs> well, what did he say? He's like, if even God gets in your way, kill God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is funny because I feel like that's a very... A lot of anime has that trope of, Yeah. of... oh. Oh, well, God's our final opponent, so I guess we need to kill God. Kill Bill has a line like that, too, I think. <laughs> I also like that the... I swear that the, the green light used to show, like, the flash on, like, the mask that the guy's mm-hmm. wearing is the exact same green light that's in a Chinese ghost story. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, sure. Like, it has a, it has a similar
0: vibe to like that. They, like, they reuse the same color gels. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah.
1: Those will, those will last ten years, right? Oh yeah, you, you know, this will <laughs> the, last you forever. Uh, so yeah, the next scene is we get where we see the the hermit guy and uh and, and that I mean that obviously is a trope, but it reminded me of Kung Fu Cult Master, the the weird guy that's like on the boulder. Yeah, awesome. Yep, um, love it. Same same thing, like the kind of kind of wacky hermit.
2: Yeah, they don't really play up that relationship too much throughout the film, yeah. but it's kind of a fun little. Punctuation mark at the beginning. Um, what I want to
1: talk about is this next scene where there's yeah. like this big like festival thing kind of going on back in China, and uh, there's this p- person doing like hand puppets. Um, oh when, yeah, Like, it's, like these two people like fighting each other and stuff, which is that's really cool. Yeah, like it was
0: like uh, almost like watching like Thunderbirds or something. Those those puppets were <laughs> like were like doing stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to actually say, have y'all uh, heard of the show Thunderbolt Fantasy that's on Netflix? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. no, I don't think so.
1: It's a it's a Taiwanese uh, wuja series, but it's using puppets and it's it's baddie, yeah, <laughs> it's like nuts. like Thunderbirds. It's a little more than Thunderbirds, but yeah, kinda.
2: <laughs> but it it is very wuxia. And it actually, yeah, it's oh, ja- yeah. it's Japanese. So like Oh, it's Japanese? Yeah. Hiroyuki Sawano. Um, he did a lot of anime soundtracks. He does the soundtrack for that show too. But the fighting yeah. is super good. Like I for it being little out. marionettes. Yeah, the the
1: fighting is great on that show. Okay. I know there's a sorry, I know there's a Taiwanese puppet show. I feel like I wouldn't can- remember that it was Taiwanese. If I was thinking of the wrong puppet show, you know, <laughs> yeah. two rival puppet shows, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> it's by uh, that's that's the that's really really weird, okay. It was created by some people that are from Taiwan and they made a previous series called Pili or Peely, and I say it, hmm. um. Uh, which just translate to Thunderbolt, and that was made in Taiwan. But it's the same people who made it. Because it was, uh, I remember they showed some weird dub version of it on like adult, not adult swim, on like Toonami or something like once. And I remember huh. being like, what What in the world is going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was at like midnight and I was, you know, 14. Yeah, but- <laughs> that, that shit
0: will stick with you forever, the stuff you see on late night TV.
1: And I remember that Goku did the voice, or rather, the, the, <laughs> Sean, Sean Schimmel, I think, the, the guy who did the voice for Goku did the voice yeah. of the character in it. Oh, that's awesome. So I have to check anyways. that out. Anyways, but yeah, Thunderbolt Fantasy is on Netflix, and it's not so. Um,
2: I didn't know it that uses, it was on
1: Netflix. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Or at least it was. I don't know if it is now, but...
2: Yeah, but these hand puppets are great. So they are he's basically recounting what will be this duel. And you've got everybody cheering except for a couple of guys that look pretty upset about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> these guys are uh, some of our Japanese representatives. And actually, Wilson Tong plays one of them. Also, Alex from 36th Chamber of Shaolin. He was a dude. I, I'm pretty sure you called him Landy from Shenmue.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut back in again. Thunderbolt Fantasy isn't the one that's <laughs> <What>? on Netflix. <laughs> War of Dragons is the one that's on Netflix, and that's by a Taiwanese company. Nice. Sorry, <laughs> there is okay. the fact that there is like multiple wuja puppet shows that I had confused in my head is something I never thought I'd say out loud. So editor's note the show that I'm trying to think of that was on Cartoon Network was called Woolen Warriors and it came out in 2006 on Cartoon Network and it's the English language dub of P. Lee the show that I was thinking of that led into Thunderbolt Fantasy and it's not a very good show it, doesn't, it only made you know one season of it it does have Sean Schimmel as uh, the, a character but it's worth mentioning because uh, this is the theme song and then we'll get back to the episode <laughs>
3: Woo-Land, Woo-Land, Woo-Land Warriors. I'm Sword with my training
1: brother Skull. We on a mission to try to find the missing seven stars. So Woo-Land, the is bent. I'm woo the land. Grab the woo sword in my empty hand.
0: I, I'm shocked that such a genre could be flourishing right now without me knowing about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're blessed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, truly, this is the golden age of the Wuja a... <laughs> puppet show. The Netflix Musha yeah. <laughs> Puppet Show.
2: It is cool, though. Anyway, <laughs> yep. So our our Japanese detractors take action and they kill the puppeteer. Now we get introduced to another one of our leads, and this is uh her her name is Sing Lam. I think in the dub they call her something else. Like I forget what it was. But anyways, oh so, it was um, I wrote it down.
0: Hang on, yeah, it was mm-hmm. something,
2: it was but something um weird. Yeah, th- she's played by uh, Flora Chung. She's really great, and she owns these dudes hard. It's awesome. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so
0: good. I love she gives Could... the sword to the old lady whose uh, yeah. husband, the puppeteer,
1: was just killed. <laughs> and she, like, pushes the guys, like, she kills one of them and pushes the other one into the sword. <laughs> the old woman's <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> You immediately this woman accessory yeah murderer. i was gonna
0: say immediately turns this uh victim of um uh, of a crime into an ac- like an accomplice <laughs> it rocks is so cool <laughs> yeah there
2: there is something we can uh, talk about and it's related to wuxia there's a term called Jianghu, and it's basically like Jianghu is kind of a term that re- reference. it's like the law It's like the lawful world outside of the law. So it's like the martial arts world where they, you know, they have their own rules. And she says here, Mm. she says like an eye for an eye.
3: Yeah. And I think that that's kind
2: of represented. uh, It's It's representing the the code. Yeah, it is similar like that. And actually, I think that Jianghu's in a more modern way. Jianghu is a term used for like triad, like the the street life. (laughs) It's like the street life of, of, martial arts world
1: you know (laughs) it's hood shit yeah yeah it
2: is it's totally and we see her again in this next scene so you see Hashimoto out and actually very Chambara looking scene where he's yeah under the hot sun walking Mm -hmm. out and and he stops to get some water and she shows up to challenge him yeah and what
1: they have a, a, a brief fight and then he basically says, I don't fight girls. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is funny.
2: And it's kind of an important thing too because in her interaction with him what what you find out as the movie goes on is that she's the daughter of the basically the, the temple, the it's called the holy sword, like the holy House. sword yeah. House. Yeah. And okay. um as a a daughter in this culture, she wouldn't be able to kind of carry on so she's pretending to be a man and and to mm-hmm. be able to fight in these duels
1: but uh, and, and again it's always it's always funny in these movies where it's like oh she's pretending to be a man it's like oh is she yeah okay right like because <laughs> she, she kind of just looks exactly the same
2: yeah and uh it's like uh cheng pei pei and come drink with me or um yeah actually yeah. um swordsman 2 another ching su Tung film uh, Bridget Lynn, uh, who we've seen in some of our episodes, she's playing this kind of same situation where it's a woman playing a man. Actually, in Swordsman 2, if I'm remembering right, her dubbed voice, actually her gender plays a huge role as the film progresses. And through the beginning of the film, her dubbed voice is of a man's voice. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. Well, cool. That's yeah. cool.
1: So this is what we get to see our... Uh... Our, our our ninjas show back up again. Oh they've, hell they've yeah, come, dude! They've come back for the for the scroll. <laughs> this is this is
0: going back a bit, but when they throw that dust onto those like wooden things and then slide their hands across it, and then the, <laughs> then the motion they do to stack the wood things back up is they just sort of like flick them all with like their mm-hmm. arm, and then they just go back perfectly. It is edited like flawlessly, right? Yeah. I don't know no, all of the
1: the weird, fascinating they do on the ninjas is really
0: amazing. Yeah, uh, Hong Kong like solved action cinema like in <laughs> like, at least in
1: 1983. Yeah, yeah,
2: preach, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it, again, it's we've talked about it many, many times, but it's all things where it's like, hey, you, you guys, in you know, in in modern day Los Angeles, you could. Like, we figured it out. They figured it out for way to, cheaper. We figured this out for, like, an eighth of the budget 40 years ago. Yeah. Just- Is so I I have a question. This is mostly because
0: I I am not an expert on Asian cinema and I'm on a podcast about it and that kind of terrifies me. Is this movie (laughs) like kind of some sort of link between sort of like the older martial arts films and something more like the heroic bloodshed films? Because I noticed that a lot of like the like the like the ninja stuff is edited in such a way that it has this very kind of like nineties sort of feel to it, but it's already back in like eighty-three like yeah, is this I movie definitely, like the start of those kinds of editing trends or
2: well i i definitely think like like i was mentioning earlier uh ching su Tung had such a huge impact on how action mm-hmm. looks in hong kong cinema and yeah i said he he worked on the killer and he worked on a better tomorrow too so definitely informing the language that the industry was responding to, so mm-hmm. uh yeah, I definitely feel like, and I I think it's really cool to me that his directorial debut is a Wuja style film, you know, because it, it yeah it's it's the modern with the classic,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, the get way that an Oscar, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was just I was just checking to see because I was thought, well, I want maybe there's like a connection through like the the editor, and the editor is a man named Peter Chung. And I'm pretty sure he was just the Golden Harvest editor because he has 227 editing credits. Oh my god! And it's just, and it's just, it's just every Golden Harvest movie. Like <laughs> just scrolling down, I'm like, oh, it's like Mr. Vampire Police Story, Police Story Two. Like, and, and, and that's just me looking in like 1985. But it's just, it's just all of them.
0: So he never left that room. I guess. Isn't I guess Peter not. Chung also the guy who created Eon Flux? Not the same guy, but yes, <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm I'm sure there are
1: several people. Main Peter Chung. just in the back,
2: just doodling those weird, yeah, those weird <laughs> proportions. Hmm. I also really like in that scene on the beach where they have like the secret paper that you have to dip it into the water
1: to yeah, see the message. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Because of you know how they treated that, that that's yeah, pretty it awesome. Was, it was
1: like Star Trek secret decoder ring. Uh, we, we went in two different directions for <laughs> jokes. sorry. That's um, fun. But yeah, and there, we get a little bit of uh, interaction between our, our uh, sword, what do they call him, sword hero or something like that? Lord of the Swords. Sword. Lord, Lord of the Sword. Excuse me, Lord that's Lord King the Sword. <laughs> sorry. Um, that would have been also a good name of the for the movie. Um, I think yeah, that's, but, that's probably a better name than Duel to the Death. Yeah. Duel to the Death definitely fits the... Like the I don't know I guess that's more of a '70s thing where you like you give it like the oh the cool like the master killer like the, yeah oh, cool yeah action guy name but we get this pre scene with um the uh Sing Lam and their sword hero and I like that it kind of it sets up kind of that they're gonna have like maybe like a romantic relationship but like that doesn't like it doesn't end up being like you know they. <laughs> they live happily ever after or whatever like that. No, they they just kind of have a kind of ships in the night and then, and then they're all dead by the end. Spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> I do. Yeah. I also do feel like that kind of theme where it's like more about the, the bond of the heroes. You know, it's not about the romance. That's definitely like mm-hmm. kind of a Wuxia kind of deal or, or even going towards like a Chang Che kind of, this brotherhood kind of themes that we've mm-hmm. seen in like the Venom films. Four hoes. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, totally.
0: I was, I was gonna say, uh, Josh McKenzie, my co-host, isn't here to to point out that um, the bonds between the men are always more important
1: than the. the... Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I just I just listened to your uh, Eastern Promises episode. Oh, that movie is that just...
0: so gay. It's it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a little more, a little more explicit. Oh but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. And again, it's actually this now i'm just go listen to swim fans it's really good um oh, thank you if uh this is just a thing that i think i think josh said on there is that it's it's more gay than probably even the people involved realize it is yeah 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 um where it's like yeah it's all about it's all about their their relationship and their their admiration for each other and you have to you have to put the girl in there because otherwise you know you can't just have a <laughs> Can just have two dudes, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. talking whatever all the time. You got to
0: distract <laughs> them with with a, like a like a red ball yeah. that jingles. Like, no, 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 it's yeah, you know, it's straight. Keep watching. It's like I don't know if you ever
1: have you ever done Top Gun on <laughs> Swim? Fans? No, but okay.
0: Um, oof,
1: that'd be a that'd be a long episode. <laughs> that would be a very long episode. Nice, anyway. Um, it's being a long episodes, so I like this interaction where we uh uh get to see. What's his actual name, the Lord of the Sword? What's his, the character's name? I you can probably remember. just call him Lord Ching of the Wan. Sword. Ching Wan. Yeah, Ching Wan. <laughs> Yeah. Ching, Ching Wan's a little easier to say. I just couldn't remember. I, um, if
2: my title was Lord of the Sword, I would probably just be like, yeah, just call me that always.
1: I, <laughs> get my name
0: <laughs> legally changed. Yeah.
2: You don't need to know my name. This is what my name is now. <laughs> yeah, They they all finally show up at the
1: site where they're going to have yeah. this duel this is the yeah. holy sword house yeah. and, um, and they meet uh, singlam's master yeah. and they do some and they do some wuja stuff to to fly over to him yeah i was going to oh, mention yeah, that yeah, because
2: yeah. um yeah the um actually paul chang is the 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 father of sing lam and he's like kind of the head of this house and uh we've seen him in a bunch of films uh wheels on meals um i always think about that he's the um yumbu's david's father stuck in the loony bin that's the same guy here and um Yeah, the first thing he says, he's out, like, on a little, like, raft. He's like, why don't you guys come over? And they both, like, use this as their, like, kind of (laughs) show-off moment. And I was going to say, like... Have you guys ever seen like a video game double jump in real life? Because <laughs> that's what happens here. Basically. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was what I thought of was specifically Hashimoto doing the, he puts his sheath un, underneath his legs and pushes off of it yeah. somehow in midair while still holding on to it. It's amazing. To fly towards him. I'm pretty sure I did that with my action figures as a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, like has a vague action figure mm-hmm. kind of energy to it. Yeah, totally.
2: Now we get to see kind of like the differing the, philosophies. The moral Combat yeah. arena. Yeah, that too. But, I mean, we get a little bit of discussion about, you know, oh, you know, we have to fight. Do we have to kill each other? You know, oh, yes, this is the, the highest honor. You know, some of these kind of moral quandaries of the warrior but they don't really it's all surface level they don't really dwell on it too much and that's fine for me i I feel like i mean this movie knows what it wants to give you and it gives it to you right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm not looking for deep meanings when i'm watching this film yeah (laughs)
3: all
0: in an hour and 25 minutes yeah (laughs) by the way perfect
3: perfect
2: length for this movie
3: and it's paced really
2: well it really pulls you through
3: yeah
2: Yeah. and so following this scene we get uh, alex mentioned it but i think this might be one of my favorite scenes and it's so short we get our our shaolin abbott he's just (laughs) walking around and then all of a sudden you feel these tremors and he's very curious and as he continues to walk a huge shadow is cast over him which it looks like it's rotoscoped animation the shadow but it honestly isn't i actually feel like they had some type of huge cutout or something to cast that <laughs> shadow and then also they can they have these forced perspective shots so mm. what you see is there's a literally a giant ninja that's mm-hmm. approaching him and it's he looks like he's 20 feet tall and mm-hmm. um there's some forced perspective shots that, that I think they work really well. And I think the editing plays a huge part. You mentioned the editing, Alex, Yeah. the editing sells this so well. And then you get the kind of, um, payoff moment where he's looking up towards the sunlight and you see this silhouette and it, it there's an, a- you know animated rotoscope effect of yeah. that ninja splitting off mm-hmm. into yeah, five really cool. ninjas like a voltron of ninjas yeah, it right it looks so cool man it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah is
0: there is there one shot of like i it, it happens is so quickly and i meant to go back but I, I i forgot to is there one shot where it's like a like like an adult and a kid to make a size difference like in a like kind of a forced perspective sort of thing
2: I'm not exactly sure, but one the the kind of the shot of the the giant ninja. There's a couple of shots that almost looks like they got like a really big dude and just shot him from a low angle. Yeah, and maybe like staged
1: the other guy a little further back. It, so freeze framing. I think you're right, Alex. I think it is a kid. That's like oh, they got a big man. they got a big guy and then they got a kid. Yeah, it's 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 like half a second. It's like not even something. not even a second. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's It's which I I love that shit. (laughs) Yeah, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: (laughs) super fun, super fun. And the way this progresses also, you get a great (laughs) um, short and high-energy sequence of this abbot fighting against ninjas. The choreography's really tight, and you get some ninja magic where they kind of, like, uh, yeah. poof They'll away grow in
1: the ground
2: yeah and then uh, the the final <laughs> the final moment is capitalizing on this shaolin monks Basically, his his faith, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and the the ninja strips down, and then it's a female ninja. She's completely naked, and he's yeah caught off guard and has to close his eyes, and then they throw <laughs> a net on him.
1: <laughs> it is it is really funny though that he sees this naked woman and then says Buddha be praised. Yeah, yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, really fun stuff. Yeah, great. Just just it's so
1: nuts. Though. Uh, like
0: like this whole thing is like less than a minute of screen time. I'm I'm going to cherish that minute for the rest of my mm-hmm. life.
2: Yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> but then
1: the very next scene we just get more ninja stuff because mm-hmm. cuz they're like visiting like the the graves of some of the like the previous people who have done this duel to the death and then they get attacked by ninjas and we get to see even more ninja <laughs> stuff.
2: Yeah, and so uh Hashimoto is kind of caught up in this too. So, I mean, obviously ninjas are Japanese and he's Japanese, but uh you get the sense that he doesn't really know what's happening, and you're starting to get these breadcrumbs understanding that um, there's more to this duel than just a duel. like there are people with other motivations that are kind of pulling the strings
1: yeah, because it turns out that the ninja that's been fighting them in this particular scene is Kinji, the like the, the master that went with Hashimoto right and. Again, it's it's one of those things that it kind of sets up this bigger like conspiracy thing, but the movie kind of doesn't really care; it just wants to get to the to the cool fights. <laughs> so after uh, we we've covered a bit of what happens in the next scene, where we talk about like the um, Singlam finding out that like or talking to her father, and that she basically she she can't really take the mantle because cause she's a woman. But then we get this kind of out of nowhere; like it feels very like. I don't know, almost backdoor piloty in a weird way. Because <laughs> it's like it's almost a step beyond just a cameo um, where it's this nighttime scene and we see this like super beefy guy with a huge sword uh, played by Casanova Wong who... Think we've seen like briefly in a couple of episodes. We definitely haven't seen him too much on the yeah, show.
2: Yeah, he's he's a, a a star from this time, and yeah, we haven't. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've covered any movies that had him in a major role. But Casanova yeah. Wong is really he's really I, honestly for me personally the best jump kick on film <laughs> ever <laughs> is by Casanova Wong. He was known as a <laughs> kicker, and uh, yeah, in Warriors and he kicks too. a lot
1: in this scene too.
2: Yeah. And he has, I, I like what you said about backdoor pilot, because he has a very distinct look here. He's almost got like yeah. kind of like a his own. Like a
1: Conan
2: yeah. kind of thing
1: going on.
2: He's got this gray wig and kind of, yeah, this barbarian look. It's pretty cool.
1: And these, the, the ninjas are like flying behind with like these kite. Yeah. That they're, they're riding on. Um, yeah. I it, love
2: that. It, ninjas on kites, this kind of trope that you see in like a video game or something. I don't. I don't think I had ever seen it in a live action film until I watched this movie.
1: And he, he fights off like these three that were going after him and then this like huge army of them shows mm-hmm. up and and that's kind of what, what ends the scene.
0: I, I think they're they're miniatures, right? They are. Right, right. When it's like just, that yeah, shot of just like, a, it. like uh, dozens of them flying in. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fun? It looks like awesome, action figures. Yeah, it's so good.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's <sighs> good stuff.
2: And then we get some more dirty ninja tricks in the next scene too. Mm -hmm. I love this. This is like a thing that I think about sometimes, like over the years, I've always thought about it. So they're all at dinner kind of (laughs) exchanging their pleasantries, but then up from the ceiling, you see a string just kind of drop down and they're dripping like poison into one of the glasses. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so cool. I love that. And, and if you have my diseased
0: brain, you're shouting.
2: That's in speed racer. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, that's right.
2: Nice.
1: <laughs> also, are they cooking a dog? Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I wasn't sure that. what it was. There's an animal on a spit and it's way too small to be a pig. I,
0: I I thought it could have just been a small pig, but I I I'm yeah, you might be
2: right. I don't know, man. I think it has some horns. I think it's like a little goat-looking dude. Okay,
1: maybe maybe it's a goat. Because <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, wait,
2: what? Uh, this is a good preview for whenever we get to talk about Bruce Lee films. I'm going to have a whole thing on, like, what is Bruce Lee actually eating in a certain scene. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go. Look forward to that, everyone. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I also like that uh, whenever they see them like trying to poison the drink, Singlam just flies up into the scene Yeah, you don't yeah. even see what she does; she just flies up there. <laughs> That's the end of the scene. It's great. That's it. It's like it's like uh, it's cockroaches again. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
2: That's awesome.
1: Hashimoto like follows uh, uh, Kenji because he's like he suspects some some foul play going on. There's this really amazing shot where uh, Kinji is is like hiding in, in shadows and then this torch lights up and he turns around and there's all these ninjas like that just show mm. up right there. And I, this movie is like a solid 20% is just hanging on a cool shot. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like just someone like walking away while cool music plays.
2: And I like how at the end of this scene – it's basically like the reverse of that, where he's sitting in the center of the frame, and then the the fire goes out and it goes dark, and there's like one spotlight. Oh running. yeah, that like reverse shot. Oh, yeah. that's so good.
0: Yeah, really cool. yeah. That that was that was beautiful. I have one like one kind of stray note. Um, oh, yeah, I think I it's hurt. from around this part of the movie. Um, it's like a shot. Actually, we may have passed the, the scene already, but it's like a a that shot year, of um. Uh, I think it's a ninja slides open one of those paper doors and then goes in, but the camera goes from outside to inside, like through a uh, through the um, like set the set wall, like it ah. passes over it, and then all of a sudden you're inside. Um, oh, cool! It's it's it's. It, I mean, it's, it's like. A really basic kind of shot but i always it always that stuff always reminds me of like naked gun where there's the scene where they're like walking. i was just thinking that they're walking <laughs> through the door and, one, and, and i think it's leslie nielsen just steps yes around the just walks on the others yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: oh that's I'm, so I'm, funny. I'm so glad you know you, you you got that i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cause that's that's a real like second viewing kind of yeah, joke. Cause yeah. like you won't even think about it, and they go, like, "Wait, wait!" What? They never address it. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so good. So, uh, skipping forward a little bit, we see that kind of like both of our uh our our heroes have these like basically people above them that are trying to, <laughs> trying to to manipulate the the duel to the death in their country's favor. Uh what what's the master the His symbol, name is Han. Han. Yeah. Okay. Han pretends to be like had his legs cut off and and are are our sword master, I, I can't remember. Lord, Lord of the sword. the sword, get it right. <laughs> it's hand. on my driver's
2: license.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and our, our Lord of the Sword runs in, um, and and he ends up running I'm into Matthew, a trap. I'm Marty. I'm Lord of the
3: Sword. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is the last episode of your- <laughs> <laughs> Um But he runs into like this trap, and we see that like all of the like, like all these people, and including. Um, his his master are like just tied up like it's almost like they look like marionettes or whatever
2: yeah that's a really cool shot too because it's like it this is. completely black of him yeah, falling yeah. into this net and then he looks down and he sees them all strung up it looks yeah it looks pretty wild yeah. it, again when it's, he falls in
0: perfectly edited of, of mm-hmm. like the trap door opening then he falls into this black void with like this like light above him and and, and, and then, like he hits the net, and the net like is flat, but then it stretches around him perfectly, like and like trapping him. It's awesome. It just looks and so then, good.
2: Yeah. After that, when he's hanging there, there's that reveal of Han. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, like this. This white. Yeah. It's a really white cool white. use of negative space, mm-hmm. but it looks ridiculous because he's like walking on <laughs> these crutches and <laughs> he doesn't have stealth. legs. He's like, "Hey, and, guess what? I didn't have legs. Yeah, <laughs> I never.
1: I love that. I was born. He's like, with I was no never legs. had legs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you idiot." <laughs>
2: and that's where he has that really know. great line too. He says,
3: "You're
1: the Lord of the Sword, Master of the Morons, more like." <laughs> like
2: well, <laughs> He was sitting on that line for a really long time.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, it turns out the. The reason he's trapping him is because it is all a a plot by Han to get Sing Lam to be the person that fights so that his, because he's, he's tired of Shaolin being like the, the master school of Kung Fu in China and wants, wants his school to have his, its fair share.
2: Yeah. So you've got, yeah, this side of this conflict and then you've got all these ninjas interfering with things and fairly soon, I think you find out what their motivation are. Kenji has been sent under the Shogun, and it's like the basic plot is that they're going to steal, like, fighters away from China, right? Because they end up kidnapping a bunch of guys. <laughs> and that's, like, their interference in this duel.
1: At one point, a character just straight up says, don't trust the Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, just laying it all out there. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> <All
3: right.
2: laughs> Yep, so so then uh, Sing Lam breaks uh, Lord of the Sword free and they're making their way out and it ends up being an encounter between Ching Wan, Sing Lam, and uh, her father, Mister Master Han. Mr. Han, who's <laughs> my Mr. Bruce Lee Han. stuff. <laughs> and this fight is, it's awesome. It's really cool. Uh, he enters it, like, he's got, like, this dynamic entry. He flies in, like, horizontally into the fight. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and the choreography here is like you know this three-pronged uh setup and i, I just love how they bounce back and forth for you, you even get moments where sing lam it's it's like she's she's not striking at uh sing uh ching Wan, but her sword ends up in his way too so it's kind of an interesting choreography
1: yeah and whenever Sing Lam fights, she has a lot more of like the like the dance fighting kind of thing. Like that, it it reminds me of like Michelle Yeoh and a few things where it's like it's like this almost like there's like, like these like dancing. Yeah, well, like yeah, ballet, there's
2: like almost. these balletic poses. It's like yeah. a very Chinese, um, it's like mm-hmm. Chinese yes. sword form. Like uh, I would say, like Zhang Hua in Soul Calibur. those same movements that you see her where you you'll do like a rotation, like. You'll rotate the sword around 360 degrees, then point downwards or point upwards. Same movements uh from Zhang Guan and Soul Calibur here.
1: But then this leads to the fight between uh Sing Lam and and our, our Lord of the sword. Uh, the to one decide and only. who's going to the one <laughs> and only uh, decide who's going to, to represent China.
2: And of course <laughs> it's gonna end in tragedy here. So of course. Um mm-hmm. they have short interaction and, uh, in the middle of the fight, uh, Han tries to take advantage and he leaps to strike at, uh, Ching Wan and he dodges. And of course he strikes his daughter.
1: Yep. And then and that leads to her, her tragic death at his own hand, which that, that is, that definitely is a, a kind of a John Woo kind of heroic bloodshed thing where it's like really, really dramatic. Mm-hmm. the
0: scene ends correct me if I'm wrong I think the scene ends with just him holding his dead daughter and crying right mm -hmm. yeah I think so yeah Mm -hmm. bleak
1: (laughs) and then our next scene is more wacky yeah for real (laughs) yeah is this this the part where they just explode
0: (laughs) oh oh my
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> this is the part where Hashimoto runs over them like <laughs> he runs along their shoulders like it's so cool yeah. Um, and yeah another thing I love is that there are a lot of sequences here that happen in the forest and it's just a, mm-hmm. such a cool setting to have really a is. fight and actually in a way the the trees themselves play a part in this fight um, <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: yeah oh, oh do they <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it's like I mean, it's a cool it's a cool fight. I'm not going to sit around and say that it's, you know just another fight, but we've seen a lot of really cool ninja fights. The thing that makes it stand out is that it ends with a, a kind of a duel between Kinji and Hashimoto. And <laughs> the way that it ends is Hashimoto he cuts off Kinji's arm first off which is just kind of casual just (laughs) kind of happens it's like doesn't pay attention and then he cuts off Kenji's head Kenji's head impales on a limb it goes flying through the air and then Kenji's disembodied head just says (laughs) to him mark my
3: words
1: you will die and then explodes
3: (laughs) yes yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Why wouldn't? I, it? And the best part is, it doesn't. Even, it's not even like a slow mo explosion. It's just a quick explosion, and then immediately cuts back to him running.
2: It's so good.
1: I it's I, really I good. lost my yeah, mind. Like I was glad I was home alone because my wife would have thought I was going completely insane.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, that's so funny. Laughing. Yeah, actually, uh, oh. one of the times recently when I watched this, I yeah that that happened. I was like, oh, so I paused it and I grabbed my oh, wife I- i'm like joanna <laughs> you, you gotta check this out she's like what she's like what is it now but then when she saw it, she was like whoa that was
1: awesome <laughs> i i had to pause and just kind of just kind of collect myself I, yeah I, I was thinking i couldn't imagine watching this in a the theater like i wouldn't be able to pay an attention <laughs> There's only like 10 minutes left yeah yeah, what are you gonna do? Walk out? It's like the movie's
3: almost over.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
3: more movies
0: should do that. Honestly, it just just actually I think Werner Herzog does something similar in *The Fury: <laughs> The Wrath of God*. Um, I think it, I think a severed head talks in that as well. Um, nice, but just just. You, you, Does it explode afterwards? It do, I do not believe it explodes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but Missed it, Opportunity Werner. Yeah, yeah, you need to step you to step that game up, buddy. Um, <laughs> but uh more movies should just get
1: just completely deranged and insane near the end of them. Um Yeah. I want to I want to hear Werner talk talking about his artistic choice of the band's head exploding
2: <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> I did also want to mention all the ninja tricks though. You know, we 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 glossed over it, but there's some really fun stuff in this fight before mm-hmm. uh Kenji and Hashimoto. You've got yeah, ninjas blowing up, but it's not just that they blow up. It's like they blow up into like a shower of ninja stars. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's yeah. super
2: cool. And you also get that's like
1: That's totally. That's so video gamey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you also get a moment where a ninja gets sliced uh vertically and splits oh, in That's him, a good one two, too. Which is cool. And actually, Tung like one-ups that in Swordsman 2. I actually I I mentioned Swordsman 2, but I should I would say if you like this movie, Swordsman 2 is kind of like a sequel to this movie because it also focuses it's wuxia. It also focuses on Japan versus China, but the action is like even even crazier in moments. So there's a moment at the beginning of the film where uh, yeah, they get a, some characters get attacked, and they're on horseback, and one of the horses gets sliced vertically in that same way. It's so insane! Oh, wow! Well, huh. Yeah, you That's see weird. a a horse split <laughs> in half. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: before before I forget to mention it, um, one of my favorite scenes in this, and I I believe uh, uh he stabs the ground. Yes, that um, was the oh, other and yeah. pulls sort out and blood sp- shoots from the it. ground implying that there was a ninja in there just waiting to bust yeah. out. Yep. Amazing. And that's uh, a
2: <laughs> that's something you see in Five Elements Ninja as well. There's like the earth ninjas and they'll like hide under the ground and like there's a yeah, scene where they're stabbing into the ground and you see blood start to pool from underneath the ground. It's pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know this is maybe this is a little, a little cringy to talk about, think about now, but remember whenever ninjas were like a big, like internet meme kind of thing, Robert like, hamburger. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, right. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. You said, that right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of this movie feels like the whole, like anything in your room could be a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, then this, this leads to our, our, our final confrontation. Cause, uh, uh, Ching Wan is able to save his master, um, who was in one of like the, the ninjas were carrying these like palanquin things. And he says to Hashimoto, Hey, like we don't have to do this. Like we like everyone all these people are dying. We don't like we could just end this cycle here. And <laughs> then Hashimoto kills his master <laughs> to get him to fight him.
2: Yeah. It's like, yay we're we're leaving. He's on horseback just chilling. It's mm-hmm. like,
1: nope. He's dead. You have to fight me. Yep. Mm. So now we get our our final final epic fight on the it's cool it's on this like seaside cliffs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's a it's a total fighting game stage. Yeah, <laughs> this is straight up samurai showdown right now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's
2: crazier than samurai Shodown because this fight is just like. Yeah, it just keeps going. It's almost like an abstraction. <laughs> you know, they. It is. They're it really flying is. on wires and they start to attack each other, but there are these quick cuts of them just flying at different angles at each other and away from each other. And you're mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's transporting <laughs> you to this. Plain, it's experimental,
0: like, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: the sword dimension. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ascend with the movie.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I also like that the um the sounds of the swords here, like the 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 clashing of the swords ringing out, is really important to this. And it's mm-hmm. actually pretty shocking where this fight goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The there's a lot of there is a lot of high flying. He. Uh, Hashimoto pulls the whole kicking off the sword thing a few times, um, and you can also obviously you know it's meant to be in a theater, but if you if you freeze frame, you can very clearly see the the, the rig <laughs> that they're flying around on it. Yeah, shots. yeah, it
2: was so um, crazy. How can you you know it's so crazy you can't get rid of those strings.
1: <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and, and it leads to like it gets pretty violent where they're uh, like stabbing into each other, and at one point. I think Hashimoto is stabbed into Ching Wan, and that's like the only thing that's keeping him from falling yeah. off the edge. Yeah, right. But then one of them like one of them, cuts the other one's fingers off, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so
2: Hashimoto stabs at Ching Wan, and he grabs the sword, and then he twists the sword to sever his fingers off. And yeah, mm. he ends up chopping his arm off as well. Yeah. It's, it, I mean... It's a duel to the death, right? And you yeah. you're getting that now. It's it's pretty crazy
1: mm. how It's great too is uh wan is like stabbed in the shoulder and so Hashimoto stabs himself in the shoulder to make it even.
2: <laughs> yeah. And the, like the very earth beneath them is falling apart mm, yeah. because of this duel.
1: Yeah. They th-
0: there's such a great scale to that, you know. Mm, yes. It it, yeah. it makes it feel like yeah. I mean, obviously, the whole movie is kind of larger than life, but
1: they really sell it at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hashimoto kind of has, has lost the, the day, and to keep himself, like, standing tall, he stabs himself at the foot <laughs> yeah. so that he'll stay, like, standing at the edge of this cliff.
2: <laughs> You're going to tell me this happens, what, every 10 years? We got to do yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, and man. that's our and that's our final shot of the movie is is him standing with uh, Ching Wan in the background while this uh, cool song plays over the credits.
2: Yeah. And I like that. It's like it's not a freeze frame for a lot longer than you expect it to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. It's they're just standing there as the wind is blowing
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. very Chambara it's very, imagery. It's very anime. Yeah. Almost, with like mm-hmm. the wind blowing mm-hmm. while the a uh, slow song plays in the credits. Yep, and I I'm, so who I'm won? Shirt, sure, man, I, I think we I think, won. I, think, I, th- <laughs> I
0: was about to say, I think we won. <laughs> that w- that was yeah. that was my one problem with the movie. It's like, well, you're not going <laughs> to show me who won.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: great <laughs> Um, and the the song over the credits is sung by Johnny Yip, who is like a big Hong Kong artist in the mm. in the '80s. So. This fun little trivia I found. I couldn't find any other like songs I recognized or, or we heard in other movies, but, but yeah. So if you're into if you're into '80s Hong HK pop, then there you go. Uh, but yeah, that is Duel to the Death. That is a that movie's so nuts. is a and heater very, of a movie. It's it's a heater. It's a, yeah, nice. To to steal a phrase from you, Alex, it rips. <laughs> <laughs> it does.
2: Yeah, I mean for, for me. I I've, after covering all these chambara films and then kind of totally flipping the other way around and watching this movie it really kind of made me want to uh watch more wuxia. So we haven't done like a dedicated um you know set of wuxia films. We've covered them here and there but I think it'd be really fun and there's there's a bunch of great oh, yeah. movies to. Actually um, uh, Dragon Gate Inn, which is a very seminal, uh, film, uh, Su Tung did like the, the nineties version is like new, new Dragon Gate Inn. So he was like tied to that too. And... Is,
0: is is that also known as Dragon Inn?
2: Yes. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's super good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have the, uh, criterion of that one. It's fantastic. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, have, have you guys seen Goodbye Dragon Inn? I have not. Have you heard of it? No. Nah. Mm-mm. Uh, it's a movie about the final screening at a movie theater before it oh, closes yeah, down. Oh yeah, that's they're right. Watching wow. Dragon they're Inn. watching.
2: Yeah, I have heard yeah, of that
0: um, movie. It's like a slow cinema movie. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of like li- shots lingering for minutes and minutes of people just watching a movie. But it is it is actually like a, an <laughs> exceptional movie. Like I, I highly recommend it. Um, and nice. then uh, a few of the actors who are in
1: Dragon and are, are are in it as well in cameos.
2: Cool. Awesome. I'll have to watch that.
1: Well, thank you so much for checking out the show here. Uh, If you liked it, then you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on. Uh, You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Heroes, the number three podcast on all three of them. And thank you again, Alex, for joining us.
0: Of course, any, any time, honestly, just, just pull <laughs> me into whatever episode you guys watch. Crazy movies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, speaking of that, actually, I might kick it to you, Alex, for, uh, for our training for next week. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> uh, uh. Okay, uh, uh, so next episode we are absolutely going to be watching um, 2000s classic uh, Jet Li uh, uh, and DMX starring in Cradle to the Grave. <laughs> yes. um, I don't remember the director's name. Probably not
1: important. Oh, yeah, um, right. Um... But yeah, so this this movie uh, has significance to us <laughs> yeah. specifically because. Then this is, I think, in 2018 MagFest. Yeah, it was re- right. not long after we started the podcast. We did an arc about Jet Lee, and whenever we went to MagFest. Uh, Alex gave all three of us Blu-ray copies of <laughs> *Cradle to the Grave*, a, the gently DMX movie that I I never heard of it. You I was are like, welcome. Wait, what? <laughs> um, and of course, uh, DMX passed away sadly uh, not too long ago. So yeah. I was like, well, I haven't watched the Blu-ray since then. So, <laughs> so let's do it. Now uh, it's now is the time. It 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 is a bummer about DMX
0: though that dude. Yeah, Nah. We can, we'll get, get to we celebrate get him.
1: We'll, yeah. we'll get into that next week. Yeah. yeah we'll se- celebrate his his life. Yeah. His very, very strange life. Oh, my God. Um, well, until next week, where are ex-gonna give it to you. Been <laughs> <laughs> trail to the grave. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty.
2: <laughs> I'm Carlos.
1: And we are the Curious Three. From your training.